0: To fund these things, never even find out that they did it. SCIC, along with Booz Allen and Hamilton, lost $7 billion in a failed NSA program of taxpayer dollars. you read that in the paper anywhere? Anybody? No. No, of course not. And there's the big dog Booz Allen Hamilton, uh, former home of Edward Snowden. $50 billion annual tax revenue a year is what goes into the secret intelligence industrial complex that no one knows about. Look at this. It's all top secret, unreported work. They report to no one. They are accountable to no one. They're not accountable to Congress. Most of the time, they're not accountable to the president. We'll talk about him or her later, what the office of the president is and is not. And there is no accountability with the secret intelligence industrial complex at all. No one even knows it's there. And it's billions of tax dollars in secret budgets. That's just the tip of the constitutional problem iceberg. Now, I have to throw this in because I am passionate about this. Our country is suffering. We've got poverty in the United States. We've got a crumbling infrastructure. We've got people that are hurting. And yet, the deep state and the shadow government spend... $50 billion a year is the total intelligence budget, IRS tax dollars. $598 billion is the total defense budget, $150 billion, The cost of overseas military bases, many of which are no longer necessary. 5.9 billion in military aid to foreign countries. 5.9 to Pakistan and other countries that really don't like us very much. But we're giving them this kind of taxpayer dollars uh, to fund and operate their programs. I think we just gave Saudi Arabia, uh, I think it was $2 billion in military equipment. Saudi Arabia hates us. The very foundational doctrine of the Saudi Wahhabi doctrine is they hate the West, and we're, we're feeding them billions of your dollars. Four billion in congressional lobbyists. This is how much congressional lobbyists influence the congressmen and senators every single year. Now, we have a problem with this. I do, because I'm passionate about this. $803 billion of your money is going towards this, while the cost to Americans' vital security, the important things, the federal government was created to take care of the safety and security of its people. That's its function, right? Or at least it used to be. Well, social security. They stole the money. It is empty. It's in the red. Congress and Senate stole that money. Oh, it's an entitlement program. No, it's not. Most of you out there, especially that are retired, we contributed our entire life life in a mandatory fashion into Social Security, did we not? That is our money that we put in there in every single paycheck. They stole it and took it out and spent it, and it's now gone. Now they're saying, oh, Social Security may not survive. There's not enough money left. Well, I can tell you where you can take that money from, Right here. Put it back from where you stole it from. What about this? Oh, Medicare, all these seniors costing us all these entitlement programs. We gotta defund that and scale it back. If we don't, Medicare's Medicare's gonna go bankrupt in 10 years. I can tell you where to get the money from Medicare. How about right here? We didn't vote for any of this anyway. A little bit more, Medicaid, we have gotta defund it. It's an entitlement program. We're giving things to people that they're not worth it. So we've gotta take it back. We don't have the money to fund Medicaid anymore. Well, we can see now why we don't. It's being taken. Healthcare took decades for them to do. When seniors had no health insurance, some people were dying. They were going bankrupt. So they come up with healthcare, and as is often the case with government, they mess it up. Now they're looking at it again, and if you can imagine what they want to do now uh, in the current administration, is they want to exempt pre-existing conditions from healthcare because it's too expensive. How many people out there know somebody with a pre-existing condition? Touch the neighbor next to you and everybody's touching somebody. <laughs> That's 40, 50% of the American population will not be given insurance under the new program. And, and if they are, it's gonna have to be maybe twice as expensive so they can cover their own risk. Nonsense. The infrastructure is crumbling. The economy, unemployment poverty, our Economy is really about 20%. Americans are suffering in this country and how in the world can there be poverty and the United States of America, when we've got that kind of money floating around out there to topple governments, engage in foreign coups, and send missiles and things like that to Syria. I think that maybe it's time for us to rock the boat a little bit, maybe? Now, let's focus on my old home. Uh, the central note of the shadow government. Harry Truman created the CIA without congressional input or approval. <laughs> uh, It was uh, 1947, uh, NASA Security Act, and then it went into force in 1948. After four or five years of CIA operations, they had gotten so off the rails. Human rights violations, on and on and on. When he made this statement in an op-ed in the Washington Post, quote, there is something about the way the CIA has been functioning that is casting a shadow on our historic position of freedom, and I feel we need to correct it. Ironically, that was in the Washington Post, December 22, 1963. Three days later, the Post removed that article. Washington Post, CFR, CIA, Philip and Catherine Cram, his article was pulled. He later made the statement. He considered the CIA was a sinister and mysterious agency. Having been there, I can tell you, as most people know, that is a fact. So, let's talk about this. <clears throat> Humbly, meekly and mildly, uh, I may be the first CIA guy that's ever come out and said this about it, because we, we're kind of, we're kind of in a uh, bit of a, a uh, of ICE. But anyway, the CIA, the central node of the shadow government, controls all of the other agency branches. Now, they say the director of national intelligence, he was created to, to reign back in the CIA, so it's now controlled. It's not. I can tell you the CIA still controls and has influence over the other 16 intelligence agencies. Let's go on. It controls these multiple defense and intelligence contractors I just told you about. It's bound, bound to my secrecy agreements, and it's, it's got them under the state secrets privilege, and there's no wiggle room. Manipulation of the president and political decisions. Remember the false intelligence that went to the president about Iraq? Intentionally falsified, by the way. That led to the worst military mistake in U.S. history. Iraq, The Iraq invasion based on false intelligence from the CIA cost 500,000 Iraqi civilian lives. When Donald Rumsfeld, one of the faces of the shadow government, was asked, Don't you feel bad about 500,000 people being killed? And his response was basically, well things happen. Things things happen, buddy, like putting you behind bars. I wish I could see that. But Iraq destabilized the entire Middle East and has been a bloodbath and it continues to be a bloodbath based on false intelligence fed to a president willing to accept it. 5,000 U.S. troops were killed. The estimates US troops were killed. The estimates of between 20 and 30,000 US troops have been wounded uh, or or maimed or have PSD or committing suicide because of the Iraq war. Awful. It has the power outside the constitution of the United States to to start foreign wars through covert operations. It engaged in the torture program. Drones to date. The drone program from the presidential kill list has taken out eight wedding parties going after one so-called terrorist and they took the whole wedding party out. They call it collateral damage. Human life's cheap to the shadow government, folks, and that includes us. They've staged 80 coups overseas, and they've engaged in multiple false flags. I endorsed a book called Operation Gladio, The Unholy Alliance. I recommend you read it. It's by Paul Williams. He documents the CIA staging false terrorist attacks in Italy to make it look like the Italian government was doing it, and they killed at least 491 people to do that. Operation Gladio, I highly recommend. It's so good, I reluctantly endorsed it. When I was done reading, I'm like, oh my God, you nailed it. It's created, and this is what I want to, to nail, it's created with no congressional approval. 1947, fully operational in 1948. No, no approval of Congress, no oversight votes of the American people, completely outside of the Constitution. And that's what I want you to remember. The CIA is an is a unconstitutional organization and it functions like that. It was not created through the constitutional process, and that's why we're seeing the mess that we're seeing. It is staffed by unelected officials in positions of huge power that can send us to war. They're not elected by you. They're not run through Congress. They're put into place through secret clearances and secret programs, and we have nothing to say in those. Anybody feeling warm and fuzzy yet? (laughs) Can we pass out Excedrin maybe or something? It doesn't get any better, man, I'll tell you. All right. It manipulates Congress to secrecy. I'm going to show you examples of that in a moment. Manipulates the judiciary through the state secrets privilege, which shuts down legal cases. The Foreign Surveillance Court, the FISA Court, is a secret Supreme Court that approves warrant, warrants, warrant wiretaps on Americans outside the Constitution. Now I want to let's go back to the roots because the tree is always an evidence of the roots of that tree, and so is the fruit. Right, as the saying goes. The central node, the CIA, created by the National Security Act of 1947. That's what brought the CIA into being by Harry Truman. The CIA was made accountable only to the President of the United States through the National Security Council, and Truman later deeply regretted that because it was taken outside the constitutional congressional process completely, and it went horribly wrong. This is in the National Security Act of 1947, This is the authority given to the CIA. I want want to read this carefully. It allows the CIA to, quote, perform such other functions and duties as the National Security Council may, from time to time, direct. How broad is that? And the thing is, it said nothing about authority for covert operations anywhere, ever, in its entire charter, in its original setup, nothing. So, there's no definition of what the CIA can or cannot do. There is no restriction on what the CIA can or cannot do. It, it thumbs its nose at the Constitution with impunity. There's no Democratic or Congressional oversight over the Central Intelligence Agency at all. It is an outside, unconstitutional federal agency that, that operates with impunity. It's a serious constitutional loophole. It has unchecked covert action. Not even Congress knows much Only a few congressmen knew about running guns into Benghazi. I was on the Benghazi Commission. And only a few congressmen and the Speaker of the House knew that Hillary Clinton was running guns secretly from Qatar and Saudi Arabia into Benghazi, which wound up in the hands of al-Qaeda, which wound up in the hands of ISIS. The CIA started out like this, a single building in Foggy Bottom in Washington, D.C. Okay, they created an intelligence unit. Originally, Truman wanted objective intelligence provided to the president. That's why he created it. Because it's outside the Constitution over the years, this used to be my home. This is what it's become. And this is just in Langley, Virginia, a monster of an organization. The exact number of CIA employees is classified. So let's just say it's tens of thousands. So, we're being told that there's a new Cold War with Russia, aren't we? The the mainstream media, which I had an hour on that one, is telling us that Russia controlled our elections, hacked into everybody. I'm convinced that that's why my washer doesn't work, it's because of Vladimir Putin. (laughs) But what they're not telling us is there's an internal cold war inside the beltway in Washington between the elected government and the shadow government. There's a war. Anybody notice? (laughs) Things are kind of crazy? Yeah. The shadow government is a huge complex of secrecy, surveillance, and covert programs that not even Congress knows all about. It is the size of 23 U.S. Capitol buildings. It's the size of three pentagons. And it has spied on the U.S. Senate of the United States when they were processing and writing the torture report. CIA Director John Brennan hacked into the Senate computers and the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence to see what they found out about what the CIA was doing in torture. They went so far as to hack into the emails of the Senate staffers to find out what they were writing and how the report was going to turn out. Ladies and gentlemen, is that a violation of the Constitution? Is that a violation of law? What would you call that? A felony. Uh, was John Brennan indicted? Was he charged with anything? No. He, he, he went on about his merry way. Now, this is the chilling part. The CIA spied on the U.S. Senate and President Obama could do nothing about. Everybody was saying Obama, he was behind it the whole time. He was getting Brennan to do it. No, that's not what happened. John, uh, President Barack Obama could do nothing about what the CIA was doing. They asked him, what did you think about Brennan hacking into the computers? He said, oh, well, I have full confidence in John Brennan. He, couldn't, he could not stop the CIA from doing that. And he could not uh, hold Brennan accountable for doing that. The President of the United States does not have power over the shadow government or the CIA. And, he, and nothing happened to these people because there's nothing that Barack Obama could do about it. It's not that he was behind it. He couldn't touch it. What does the CIA do, having lived this for 15 years? Their currency is the currency of fear. So what did John Brennan do when he was should have been convicted of a felony? Oh, no, no, no. The Senate staffers accessed classified CIA information. Uh, they got into CIA documents that they didn't have the clearance for. So we're going to go get them. Now, that's how they do it. Fear. It didn't work, but that's the first card that they tried to play. Now, enter Donald Trump. <laughs> we were talking about him on break, man. Uh, he is out of the box enough to do something, and that's what they're terrified of. What do you think he's a... Some people think he's a patriot. Some people think he's a narcissist. Some people think he's a fascist. Some people think he's a businessman, should have stayed in business. Some people think that he's... Blah, blah, blah. It goes, goes across the spectrum, but... He has terrified the shadow government. His first statements... you got to kind of like that somehow. His first statements were, I'm going to go into the CIA and we're going to examine their programs and we're going to find out what they've been doing. Especially, I want to know the facts about JFK and that assassination. So, how do you think the shadow government, the CIA and NSA, reacted to that one? Because they got a lot of giant skeletons in their closet. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, a deep stater, came out and said this. Anybody hear this interview? I want you to think about this. If you cross the intelligence community President of the United States, quote, they, the CIA and the NSA, have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. Just this, just, just let that hang there. For, um, you mean the intelligence community can take out the President of the United States if he cross? That's what he's saying. This man's a deep stater. Schumer knows what he's talking about. The only other time in history that we have seen something this dark and dramatic between specifically the CIA, shadow government, and the president of the United States was back then. That is Alan Dulles, probably one of the most wicked men ever walked the earth, director of the CIA, crossed JFK. JFK fired him for engaging in covert, covert operations without telling JFK about it. JFK fired Alan Dulles. Alan Dulles set up his own uh, ring of former high-level CIA officers to work against JFK, stop his policies, and politically bring him down. Now, we all know he was assassinated. Guess who they put in charge of the Warren Commission? Guess who put himself in charge of the Warren Commission to find out about the assassination? Alan Dulles. Alan Dulles chose what CIA agents would testify and which ones would not. He also coached the CIA people that did testify on what they could say and what they could not. The fox was over the hen house. The guy that Kennedy fired wound up being the guy supposedly investigating his assassination. And it was clear that Alan Dulles wanted to bring him down. Now, that's just history. You can draw conclusions, and there are conclusions to be drawn. You can go out there and check this all out. as if It is a history. Uh, and there's something very, very, very Chilling here. And this remains today. It hasn't changed. Shadow government hasn't changed. It's been the same since 1947. Now, I want to touch on this briefly. I just met with a couple of the top NSA guys who've come out, Uh, the NSA. I call them the eyes and the ears of the shadow government. They're in the top two, remember? The CIA and the NSA. That's why I'm focusing on them. Remember the NSA domestic surveillance program? They were collecting 1.5 billion bits of information on you and me, our emails, our phone calls, our texts. Uh, the content of, of our emails, uh, electronic parking, everything digitally that we did, the NSA was collecting. So, two years ago, I think it was, they reformed the NSA program because of Edward Snowden. If Edward Snowden had not happened, there would be no reform. Well, Mr. Former Counterintelligence Investigator Kevin Shipp, don't you think Edward Snowden was a horrible, awful traitor? No. <laughs> I think I think he's a hero. And I was in counterintelligence. If it wasn't for him, we would not have known that the NSA was violating our Fourth Amendment right to the tune of 1.5 billion bits of information a day. And he did the right thing. If Edward Snowden had stayed around and gone through the process, there would be no Edward Snowden, I promise you that. All of the information, however, that was collected before the reform, I like what what Ron Paul said. He said, anytime the government says it's reform something, you need to be suspicious. All of the information that they collected on all of us before this reform, they didn't go back and erase that. It's still there. All the information on all of us is still there. There is so much that they call the amount. They had to come up with a new word. There is so much information they they have uh, gauged in in a term called bytes. It's enough bits and bytes to fill the state of Rhode Island and Delaware with, with bits and bytes. That's how massive this database is. It's called the Utah Data Center. As we know, they had the cl- exclusive authority. Obama did this. This has just come out. There's more names that they unmasked of Americans. To unmask Americans and reveal their names and the intelligence they collected, they have created a new secret Supreme Court called the FISA report that will approve the surveillance of Americans inside the United States. A judge came out, blew the whistle. The FISA court approved 30,000 surveillance warrants in one year, and they only denied 12. Now, I want you to remember this one. Uh, cybersecurity. They have now given the NSA cybersecurity authority to investigate any case in the United States on a U.S. citizen that involves cybersecurity. You know how broad that is? Well, we have a security issue here, possible hacking. Uh, NSA, you can now go ahead and surveil that American because we think we have a cyber security case. They took their power from here and they put it here. The CIA and the NSA are both shielded by the state secrets privilege, which I'm going to break down here in a moment, which shuts down any case by any citizen or corporation that tries to expose what they're doing. Absolute tyranny. It started out as a cipher bureau, also called the Black Chamber, is how the NSA started. That's how big it was. This is how big it is now. This is the Utah Data Center. That's how big that is. It's a multi-billion dollar facility. At the the, the uh, computers there are so intensive. They have to have cooling systems the size of warehouses to cool the data that's processing in the Utah Data Center. That's how massive that database is. So let's get back. Let's get back to the Constitution again. Something that people have lived and died for in this country thinking it was really in place, which it should be. Let's get back to the Constitution because that's what America should be all about and and used to be about. Congress is, as I've said a couple of times, what? It's our voice. It's our only voice in Washington, is it not? They're supposed to represent the people. If you're the shadow government and you want to control the people, who do you want to control? Congress. And that's exactly what they're doing. Congress has the legal authority to control the CIA through its budget. That sounds really good, doesn't it? The only problem with it is this. The CIA classifies and withholds all the documents necessary for Congress to do that. And they're completely paralyzed. They don't know what to regulate. The entire budget is secret. So there's nothing they can do. Boom! Well played, CIA, well played. (laughs) Congressional oversight, the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence, well we've got oversight of the CIA with the the Congressional Oversight Committees. No, we don't. I know from being in there. These committees are understaffed, most of the investigative work is done by a handful of staffers who are inexperienced, the turnover is huge, and most Congressmen and Senators are never going to dig deep into the CIA because if they do, it is political suicide. They don't go there. I've been told there's closets full of things that they should be investigating. They just shut the door and ignore them. And I I have a a personal case uh, of that actually happening. Military industrial lobbyists, I I showed you that. Control congressmen and senators, no doubt about it. There's a revolving door between Congress and the Senate and the military industrial complex. If you do what uh, Leto's Holdings does, if you do what Lockheed Martin wants you to do, when you leave Congress, if you're a, a staffer or a senator, you're looking at a $6 million job with General Dynamics which they promise you through the whole process. Former FBI Director James Comey, when he worked with, with the para-government Lockheed Martin, they paid James Comey $6 million in one year while Lockheed was making big contributions into the Clinton Foundation. Comey goes back and then Comey goes back to the HSBC, laundering money from Mexican cartels and CIA, involvement. the guy's grab sheet reads like a CIA operative, for goodness sake, and we all see how he He basically indicted Hillary and then let her walk. If one of us in the CIA had done one one one-hundredth of what she did, we'd lose our job and probably be, be in jail. Shadow government, secret government, controlling elected government, probably one of the clearest cases in the last 20 years I've ever seen. And, sadly, our congressmen and senators, most of them, with a couple of exceptions, except Rand Paul being one in my view. Congress is now composed not of constitutionalists, but statesmen. They have no intention of changing the system. They are part of the state, they want to stay part of the state, they want to keep their incumbency, they don't want to change anything. They are statesmen. There's a big difference between a congressman and senator and a statesman. Now what about these Obama plans and the shadow government? The shadow government has cross-party influence, both Democratic and Republican administrations. Clinton Bush Sr. engaged in the Iran-Contra drug running scandal, violated U.S. law, violated international law, ran drugs down into South America. That was George Bush and uh, Bill Clinton working together in tandem on this. Nothing to do with party. George W. Bush, God help us. Iraq, NSA surveillance, CIA torture, secret prisons, FBI warrantless searches, and on and on and on. How bad can you get? But let's go back to the Democrats. Barack Obama prosecuted more whistleblower leaguers than any president in U.S. history. Grossly expanded the NSA surveillance program to the tune of now the NSA can distribute its information on U.S. citizens to all the other 16 intelligence agencies. Gross expansion. The presidential kill list and the drone program, running guns into Syria, supporting the Free Syrian Army. Free Syrian Army, by the way, which we are still supporting, we being in the shadow government, the Free Syrian Army went into one of the only Christian villages in Syria and massacred the whole population on behalf of the United States government. Uh, Most of them are radical Islamists. Many of them have morphed into ISIS. They are, they are driving U.S. tanks, carrying and using U.S. weapons. That's just a head shaker. Hillary Clinton took several million dollars from Saudi Arabia into the Clinton Foundation while she was Secretary of State, took hundreds of thousands of dollars from Wall Street and the milita- military industrial com- complex, Ran guns into Libya and Benghazi and intentionally overthrew Muammar Gaddafi when he was trying to make peace with the U.S., even told the U.S. government and the secretary of state and the president, if you want me to leave Libya, I'll do it. I'll get a safe haven in another country, whatever the U.S. wants. Secretary Clinton engaged in what I consider a de facto assassination of Muammar Gaddafi, ruined that entire country. They took billions of the the dollars and laundered it into into the black market. I did on the Intelligence Hour two weeks ago. We got into that in some detail. Can you see that the shadow government is not just uh, condensed into one party or administration? No, it's been going on since 1948. What about Congress? Congress will tell us, the voters, oh yeah, I'm going to go to Washington and I'm going to reform this mess. We're going to clean all this up. But what do they do? They wind up supporting shadow government, deep state wars, Syria, on and on, uh, uh, covert operations, and it was congress and senate many of them the gang of eight especially that approved the nsa domestic surveillance program see they're not saying much about that there are congressmen and senators that knew about that program and approved so i think maybe we've lost congress and that's one of our big problems let's go through some constitutional violations i apologize i'm having to move kind of quick because we're going to get to the crux of the matter here shortly remember i said that a constitutional violation is what a felony or multiple felonies. Let me go through just some of them. Control of congressional hearings, withholding documents and testimony from Congress, brought blocking Congress from covert programs, classifying and concealing illegal operations like drug running in South America and elsewhere, establishing covert funding from an illegal activity that Congress didn't know about, engaging in some illicit stuff, making money, funding CIA programs with money that was out, completely outside of Congress. Surveillance of the Congress. The CIA surveilled the Senate. NSA eavesdropped on congressmen's conversations about the Iran nuclear deal. The NSA broke into the conversations of congressmen and recorded and surveilled their conversations. A felony. Control of the judiciary through the FISA court and state secrets privilege, secret use of Americans tax dollars. We should all be upset about that. Surveillance of U.S. citizens and officials lying under oath. I have tapes of each one of these the director of national intelligence lied to congress under oath the cia lied to congress under oath that's no surprise the nsa did and the fbi did robert mueller when asked if the fbi was breaking into americans homes without a warrant said well we only do it in a few terrorist cases well they dug up some information said, no no we know that you do it in just more than a few he goes okay well we've done it 47 times serious terrorist cases so a good a good uh, staffer did some work and said nah, it's a lot more than that we got you on 2000 so Robert Mueller, under oath, said, uh, okay, 2,000. They did some more digging. said, no, it's, uh, uh, director, it's not 2,000, it's 4,000. His response was, oh, uh, okay, it's 4,000. They did some more checking and they, and they said, we've got evidence that it was more than 4,000. Did you know what his response was? Director, how, ex- can you tell us exactly how many times you've broken into Americans' homes without a warrant? You know what his response was? Oh, well, I can't remember. <laughs> Pardon me. <clears throat> I think I just, uh, uh, it's cheaper. You can't remember who, how many Americans. How you, that is a lie. Uh, and that's under oath. He knows darn well how many Americans' houses they broke broken without a warrant. And it was thousands. Some more constitutional violations, secret, oper, secret operations in, inv, involving human rights violations. In Syria, so far, 475,000 Syrian civilians have been killed through the CIA backed, US backed uh, rebels. 100,000 Syrian military have, have died, that's 10% of the population. If those were Americans, that would be the equivalent of 1 million Americans being killed by a foreign government in Syria, to topple Syria. Uh, propping up the government of Augusto Pinochet in Chile, the CIA paid and supported the murder, murder, execution and torture of 40,000 Chilean citizens, and the disappearance of 200,000 more. And the CIA was paying junta officials under Pinochet that they knew had human rights violations, that they knew were executing people, and they were on the CIA's payroll. More constitutional violations: silencing whistleblowers by putting them in prison, like John John Kiriakou, for revealing the torture program, secret prisons, rendition, torture, which was not just waterboarding. There were people killed, seriously wounded by the what an enhanced interrogation program. The torture program. See, they always, that's what a snake does. That's what a serpent does, you know. You can go ahead and eat that apple. It's not going to hurt you. You know, it's enhanced interrogation. It's not torture. Uh, it was torture. People died, electrocuted. National security letters where the FBI can go into your into your place of business and demand your supervisor turn over all your stuff. Or the searches I talked about. That constitutional violation. The drone assassination program. Did anybody vote for that? There is a pre- presidential kill list. He has a kill list. Well, Mr. President, who do you want to take out today? Well, let's take out Joe Schmoe. And it's no longer definite information that the person is a terrorist. They do it now based on behavioral profile. You can imagine that. Well, he kind of acts like a terrorist. Let's blow up the whole wedding party. That's what they're doing now. Based on behavior, not on the fact that Muhammad is actually a documented terrorist. They they can't even go there now. It's just based on, well, he kind of acts like a terrorist. Let's take out the whole party. More. (coughs) 9-11. Since 9-11, we have been put, our government has been put under what's called the continuity of government. Continuation of government, continuity of government. program. What that means is, when George W. Bush declared the war on terror, that was an important term, because when the United States goes into a state of war, it suspends the Constitution under the continuity of government program. It came to the desk of Barack Obama, and he continued the continuity of government. We are still in a state of emergency because of the war on terror, which means... Based on continuity of government, they can suspend the Constitution anytime, anytime they want, right now, because it has not been, it has not been reversed. Do we have a constitutional problem here? And ladies and gentlemen, this is probably 30%. The list could be longer if we had time. So what does the shadow government do? If you play by the rules, you'll get rewarded. If you don't, people like me, they'll uh, turn on your cell phone and stuff like that. But if you play by the rules... Here is George W. Bush giving the Presidential Medal of Freedom to CIA Director George Tenet, rewarding him for providing falsified intelligence leading to the Iraq War and the death of hundreds of thousands of people. On purpose, withholding critical information prior to 9-11, the CIA was tracking and had the identities of two of the alleged bombers the entire time leading up to the attack. After the attack, the CIA was the only federal agency that refused to provide any information on what it knew Before 9-11, it classified everything. George Tenet, master of the torture program, renditions in secret prisons, and invoked the state's secrets privilege to seal cases against him more than any other CIA director in history. Now, guess who his chief of staff was the whole time he was doing this? None other than our sinister buddy, John Brennan who was later rewarded to be who the director of the CIA following George Tenet's footsteps see the shadow government rewards the faithful what did Brennan do more tortured drones spying on the senate and more use of the state secrets privilege just like his daddy George Tenet shadow government continues they will reward their own despite gross violations of the constitution i call this in the book the tyranny of secrecy this is the new tyranny they use secrecy to engage in things that are not only, constitution, not only unconstitutional, they are flat out illegal. And they're directed not at foreign governments, but at the American people. It is the new form of tyranny. If you want to keep things from Congress and outside of the elected gov- government, what do you do? You classify it. Do you remember this quote? The very word secrecy is repugnant to a free and open society. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security, 9-11, will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. Have we seen that? Now, going back to when this statement was made, he also said this. I will splinter the CIA into a thousand pieces and scatter it to the winds. Enter Alan Dulles. Enter the assassination. Enter Alan Dulles being charged with the Warren Commission. The Fox investigating the hen house. And that's how that transpired. Our government has not been the same since 1948 and the creation of the CIA. That's when we lost our constitution. It was in 1947, 1948. I want to talk about this because you need to know about this. the state secrets privilege, the ultimate in government tyranny, an Air Force B-29 super fortress bomber on a so-called classified mission crashed in Wacos, Raycross, Georgia, supposedly in, in a classified experiment. Nine of the crew members were killed. <clears throat> Excuse me, three of them were civilian RCA members. So the widows, of the RC members asked, the the Air Force demanded, we want to know how our husbands died. What happened? I mean, we lost our husbands, their their kids, one of which is in my book. Uh, We lost our dads. What happened? Well, the Air Force said, well, we can't tell you what happened because the details are classified. We're going to see more of this MO later, believe me. It's classified. And the widows filed suit. I don't said, oh, no, it's not. We want to know what made that thing crash and what killed our husbands. So what did the government do? It invented this. This is based on the doctrine of the monarch of King of England. That's where the state secrets privilege came from. I thought we were supposed to be free from the king, weren't we? Wasn't that the, the general idea? That's where they got the state secret privilege was, and they shut the entire case down, sealed it, and told the widows if they talked about it, they'd go to prison. However, the crash report was found on the internet unclassified, and what it revealed was serious gross negligence on part of the pilots. That drove that thing right into the ground. I've been to the site. It's way across Georgia. If you got a chance, go there and, and visit. It's, it's pretty, uh, pretty sad. So the executive and the judiciary branch made the state's secrets privilege law. It is now law. What is most chilling is the most tyrannical power of the U.S. government, which has shut down any scrutiny of the NSA surveillance program. The most tyrannical power of the U.S. government is based on a lie told by the Air Force, connected to classified programs, and the secret government, and now used with impunity to seal any legal cases brought by civilians or groups or corporations against the NSA, they shut it down, seal the information, and not even Congress will ever have access to it forever. The state secrets privilege. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen, I found it. This is a report out on the internet. You can find it yourself. You can read it. The gross negligence that happened when the pilots tried to correct the trim of the plane, drove that thing right into the ground. That's the actual report on the internet. Not, there's nothing classified about that. There's nothing secret about that. This is Elizabeth Paglia, her daughter Judith Lotha, who I interviewed for the book, uh, said she lost all faith in her country, felt betrayed for the first time. They went without any compensation for their husband's death. Their suit was thrown out by the Supreme Court and they never got justice because of a government lie. Classification and secrecy has been used to protect the government from unconstitutional activity ever since 1948 when the state's secret privilege happened. That's where it all went bad right there, folks. All right. Does the shadow government control our government? Well, we're kind of getting there, aren't we? Does the shadow government manipulate the elected government? We're kind of getting there, aren't we? Let me show you some things. Control over Congress, manipulates Congressional hearings with false testimony, classified documents refusing to provide information, withholds clearances from Congressmen and Senators, classifies documents to conceal illegal activity, blocks Congress and the Senate using the state Secrets privilege, it controls the White House, classified operations that the President doesn't even know about, manipulating the President with false intelligence like Iraq. It even steps in between the president and his or her re-election, if it has to. It can stop a president from being elected. It controls the judiciary, through the state secret privilege, and the secret FISA court. It controls our elected government. Okay, all right, here we go. That's, uh, we only have another four hours. <laughs> but All right, let, let me wrap it up. So, so what does the shadow government do? What is its modus operandi? How does it control Congress? Well, if you want to conceal unconstitutional or illegal activity, what do you do? Congress demands a torture report. So, the CIA provides it. <laughs> Congress demands the NSA surveillance fight report documents. So, NSA provides it. Congress demands fast and furious why they're running guns or how into drug cartels in Mexico. So, intelligence community provides it. And then, the 9-11 transparency tort- uh, uh, 9-11 commission report supposedly given to the American people.